Are you ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and Papers Ready Class is now in session. Yes. Y'all know I get excited when I hear that uh, 2017 version of the intro. Good evening and welcome to Define You Radio, classes in session. Tonight we are discussing Raising a Proverb 31 Woman with guest Latracy Copeland Hughes. I am your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Now, Define You Radio, if this is your first time, Define You Radio is the go-to source for tips and strategies to define your life, relationships, business, and money. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday evening, and welcome to the family. Make sure you follow the show and connect with me at www.valenciagwallace.com. Now, I am so ready to get into uh, the meat of today's show, but I'm going to warm you guys up. We're going to do a little warm-up first to get y'all ready. So like I said, we are discussing a Proverb 31 woman with Miss Latracy Copeland-Hughes, and I'm going to go ahead and welcome her to the Define You Radio family. Miss Latracy, are you there? I am. Thank you so much for having me on this evening. Well, thank you so much for taking your Tuesday to help us define the night and define a Proverbs 31 woman. I'm excited. I have, you know, you guys know classes. (laughs) Classes in session. (laughs) You know, I hope you guys have your pens and papers ready. So, Latracy, I'm connected with you, and I know – Things about you, I've done an event with you, um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed our connection. But for those who don't know you, why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right. Well, again, I am Latracy Copeland-Hughes. I currently reside on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi in Ocean Springs. I'm a mother of four. And I live unapologetically. I own a full-service coaching, consulting, and publishing firm where I ignite the fire in the lives of others within their passion, their purpose, and prosperity. So I believe that it is important for one to live out their God-given purpose here in the marketplace. And so that's who I am. I love life. I love people. I love sowing into people. I am an encourager. I'm a giver. I, I just, I'm just a child of the king. So that is who I am. And uh, there are so many different facets of me, but I truly, I truly live by the concept that you cannot just be one-sided. And so you, to know me is to love me. So that is, that is who I am. 
and and I I love I love that you know of course you use some of my favorite words unapologetic uh, I love how you said to know me is to love me uh, and to me that's almost like the definition somewhat of unapologetic because you are who you are and God mm-hmm. made you that way so why you know why apologize for being you. So right, I want to right. add that. So let's let's kind of get into the into the show a little bit. Now we are talking about a proverb thirty one woman, and I have to correct myself. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners we're used to hearing and saying proverbs with an S. Yes, and it's and really it's proverb. No S, guys, in case you've been saying it. Proverbs, like I have my whole life, it is Proverb 31. Uh, Woman, not Proverbs. (laughs) Right. So tell us a little bit about where, okay, where does that come from? Where does a Proverb 31 woman come from? Just in case the listeners aren't familiar with the term. Okay. In the Bible, there is a book entitled Proverbs with an S. It is entitled Proverbs with an S because there are 31 chapters within that book. Mm. Now, the description of the Proverb 31 woman, singular, is in the book that, that has 31 chapters. So it is Proverbs 31. So you have the chapter name, you have which is thirty one, and it has thirty one verses in there. Well, I so within that, uh, see, <laughs> and so so many people when when I prayed, okay, I'm I'm going to be transparent on this on this class because I believe that if I am true to myself, then I can help you. So while I was going through life and the the mountains and the valleys and the situations and things were happening, I realized that I was going to church all of my life and they kept saying, you need to be a Proverb 31 woman, you need to be a Proverb 31 woman. Well, I realized I am one woman, but that scripture is the definition of the portrait of a woman. So one woman cannot do all of the things that are in that scripture, Mm. right? One woman cannot. So let's, let's break it down a little bit. Have you ever worked a full nine to five, came home, took care of the kids, took care of the husband, cleaned the whole house, ran a business outside of that nine to five, then turned around and you, um, ran not only that business, but you were uh, a owner. So so you have different, you, you're in the marketplace, you are also in the house, you are in the church. There are a lot of different places of where you are, right? So mm-hmm. in in Chapter 31, it is speaking about the woman. But one woman can't do all of these things in one day. But in the church, that's what you hear, that you have to be this virtuous woman. And so 
let's let's go a little bit further into the word. It says, "Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies." That's Proverbs thirty-one. I said Proverbs because that is the entire book, right? Not mm-hmm. just this one chapter. Okay. The heart of her husband built safely trust in her so that he shall have no need. She will do him good and not evil all of the days of her life. She seeks wood, excuse me, wool and flax and works willingly with her hands. How many of you guys are really sewing some wool? <laughs> You know, every day. I, right. I'm not even hemming. I'm not hemming okay. at all. <laughs> right, right. And then it says, she is like a merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. Okay, we probably went to the grocery store. Some of us are a little bit more organic. Some may be growing it, but this says she brought her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. So that meant she had help, right, the maiden. Hmm. That meant she had help, whether that was a nanny, whether that was a maid, whether that was, you know, a help on the side, however that was, a chef. So, women, you don't have to feel like you're doing it by yourself. And she rose at night. So if she was up at night, that meant she had to take a nap during the day. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't feel bad because you get tired. Okay, because I love a good nap. You and me both, the national nap time. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) She considereth a field and buyeth. With the fruit of her hand, she planteth a vineyard. How many of you all own a field? That meant that she was a businesswoman. But Hmm. it also says that she planted the fruit by her hand. So she not only purchased it, but she also nurtured it. She girded her loins with strength and strengthened her hands. That meant she worked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she <laughs> perceived <laughs> Right. She perceived this. Her merchandise is good, and her candle goeth not out by night. That meant that she burned the midnight oil sometimes. That meant that she had products. She had a business. Let, let's, let's keep it going. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands holdeth the staff. That means that she was sewing some things. She stretched out her hand to the poor, yet she reaches forth her hands to the needy. That meant that she was a giver. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her households are clothed with scarlet. Okay, she made sure they were clothed, whatever she had to do, no matter what the season was. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. She was in royalty, and she sold her own clothes. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders in the land. Okay, ladies, you have more power than you know. People only know your husband by looking at you. If your husband is broke, busted, and disgusted, they will never know that unless you disclose it because us as women know how to make it look good while we're going through, right? Yes. But we're going to get on that in a minute. So, you know, I just had to say that because it says that her husband was known 
women, you have a whole lot of power to make that man great if he wants to be. But that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. Okay. <laughs> she she maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. That meant she had a business. Yeah. How many times did I say mm. she had a business? She had a whole lot of businesses. Strength and honor yeah. are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in the time to come. She opened her mouth in, with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She wasn't sitting there twiddling her fingers doing nothing. I'm not even done with the book. And she's talked about a whole lot up in here. It's a whole lot that she has done. All right. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but the excellence them all. Well, y'all, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm reading, reading this King James Version. Yes, okay. it's not working for me tonight, but it's okay. We have a whole lot of different versions. Download, get the version that works for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. Two more two more versions. It says, um, verses. It says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her her fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Well, this is this is a depiction, a portrait of a virtuous woman. You as a woman cannot do all of these things at one time. But how many times as a woman have you felt alone while you were on your journey? Hmm. How many times have you awakened up early in the morning and it's the last of the month, and bills are due, and money is funny, and hubby at work, and kids are acting out, and you're sitting here like, okay, God, I need a witty idea because I need to make this happen because you left me as a virtuous woman in charge of the maintaining of this household. And he gives it to you. But sometimes you feel like I'm all by myself. I can't do it or what I'm going through, nobody else has ever gone through, which resulted in the publishing of this book back in 2014. The title of the book is entitled Raising a Proverb 31 Woman, Self-Esteem, Self-Worth, and Self-Discovery of a Young Woman. I realized that I was going through and I could not receive what I needed unless I went through it and then brought other women through it as well. So back in 2013, I put the word out and I said, I am looking for women that are willing to share their stories. Women that are unapologetic, who are bold, who are brave, who can do it, no matter what their expertise is with writing. And I purposely made this book real raw and unedited. Mm. I didn't want the watered-down version. Yes, I'm a publisher, and I understand the, the the greatness behind a good published book that is edited and formatted amazing. Right. I, I understand that, but this book needed to be raw because I had mm. been, in my, been in church all my life, but being in church all my life, I was still hurting silently. And there are so many women that are doing the same. 
I didn't want to go through another year of sitting back and dealing with the same issues, the same circumstances, with the same sisters, and we all sitting around in church hurting. Somebody Mm. had to be free. Right. And so in the process of all of that, it was 28 other women who decided to step up to the bar and work with me to publish this and this anthology. And in the process of that, freedom took place. Some hmm. women were delivered from, from um, abuse. Others were delivered from poverty. Others were delivered from, from molestation. I mean, it was so many different things that women endured. And us as women go through them, and social media doesn't show those things. I've right. just been broad and, and open enough to share my testimony, which hmm. took place over the last couple of years because I got tired of people telling me, oh, you know, you have to live in this box. You have to live in this arena. So I prayed and I asked God, God, what can I do? Because those same women two years ago with raising a Proverb 31 woman, they became free. But the only people that really purchased that book were people that were in church because they said, ooh, it's a scripture on here. Right. But whether you are in church, there are still people outside of church that still needed to know the story, still needed to know the testimonies, still needed to know that they can still overcome because we are the church. So being the church, I... I went through my process, and I I changed the brand a little bit, right? I evolved over the years. How many of you guys are not the same size you were in high school? Yeah. Mm, I'm actually I know smaller. I'm <laughs> See? <laughs> I know I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm plus sexy now, and it's okay. It's okay. I'm good with it. But I realized <clears throat> that over the last couple of years, We've all evolved, but and we've gotten greater. Hmm. And in the process of that, my brand expanded to Igniting the Fire. So for those people who do not know, envision a woman, a plus sexy woman, plus with her sexy. hands up, yes, up above her head. And in place of her hair are flames. She's a plus sexy woman, right? She is she is okay, and she is one with herself. She is secure, and she has high self-esteem, and she realizes that regardless of what is going on, she can be tasteful, she can be beautiful, and she can be a woman no matter what. Mm-hmm. So in that, she has that fire, but she also has that water. Now, with that, I had a lot of people who jumped on the bandwagon and said, yes, I love Igniting the Fire. That's it, that's it, that's it. But in the process of all of that, they didn't realize I was still that same Proverb 31 woman. Right. I was still walking in that. But a lot of people follow me on social media because they get to receive the real, raw, and unedited versions of the word. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people just need the encouragement, the everyday saying, sister, you know what, I'm believing God with you. 
I trust God with you. I know it doesn't look good. I know it doesn't feel good. I know this, it doesn't all just come out the way that we want it, but it's still going to work out for our good. I am that person. And on some days I don't feel like giving the encouragement, so I just bless God for the opportunity to schedule those posts when I'm feeling good because right. <laughs> we don't always feel good. Oh. I'm not even going to tell you. Every day everything is good. Now, hmm. But it all works out for my good, right? Right. Right. So when I and transform. I wanted, to, um, I wanted to go back real quick um, about it being a three-year project. Yes. So you the book was published three years ago, and you or it, y'all, you started it three years ago, and it just got finished. No, just, I it was published. It was it was published in two thousand. It was published in March of two thousand fourteen. Wow! Okay. And actually, that book made over ten thousand dollars. Hmm. And, and off that one book, right? And uh-huh. the people that that submitted their items didn't even pay twenty bucks. Wow! That's that's how you could you could tell with the marketing and the and all that greatness that goes along with it. So if you are in need of marketing, I'm the, your girl. But <laughs> so what happened was this three-year span, the same women that I had connected with in Raising a Proverb 31 Woman, when I went into my fasting and praying around November, I asked God, what am I supposed to do? I'm 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 a giver, and I love giving out things, and I love sharing um, not only words of encouragement but also tangible items. And so he said, use what you have in your hand. Hmm. So using what I had in my hand, all I did was redid the cover. How many of you put on some new lip gloss or change your hair or buy some new weave and you feel like a new woman? Hmm. That's why my hair right. always different. See, but you feel good. You look good. <laughs> yes. You're smelling good. You're like, yes, this is it. I can conquer the world because I got it together. So that's what happened. I relaunched the book by redoing the cover, and I got married. Hmm. On social media, I planned out for over a month and a half, and no one knew that I was planning a wedding to marry the Igniting the Fire and Proverbs 31 Woman brand. Because we do the same thing. But I realize that a lot of people want the Word of God, but they don't want it in the Bible. Hmm. A lot of people want the Lord, but they don't want the church. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. I see a lot of... um Post on social media, and it's just, you know, and especially late, as it gets later in the day, when people's souls are tired or they're physically tired, mentally tired, and I've seen a couple of, um, I'm frustrated with the church, or see, this is why I don't go to church, or I don't, you know, I feel like God has abandoned me, and so, and, and those kinds of posts. Um, that's why I like that's one of the things that I, I 
love about you and and people that this you're not just talking the talk you walk the walk because people can say who they are all day but it's what you show what you are consistently Mm -hmm. consistently showing that's what will turn somebody from saying oh I'm not going to even deal with the Bible or the church to, well, hold on, because there's something about Latracy that makes me want to know more. Instead of you, you know, from, you know, my association and connection with you, I don't see you as um, beating, beating, you know, you're not trying to beat it in, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You you know how some some people will beat Mm -hmm. it in, beat it in, uh, on Sunday, but on Saturday they are um, twerking or drinking or partying or doing something else. You know, your your message is is different on Saturday, and then Sunday Sunday through Friday, or you know, however the days of the, y'all know how the days of the week go. It's a different mm-hmm. thing, you know. So that's why people are looking for that shower versus that teller, right? So I think I just wanted to give you, you know, definitely your kudos on that. Now, gearing up for marrying your brand, why don't you, you know, talk about about that in the video and all of that? Because I thought I was coming to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The messages I received, like, wait a minute, I didn't get an invitation, what's the problem, who you're marrying, what's, what's up. I mean, it was, it was very intentional. And I believe anyone in business or in life needs to be intentional on how to balance who you are and who you choose to portray to the world. So I am, I am delivered, right, from being a serial bride. Okay. So let me explain that a little bit. If you have the book, Raising a Proverb 31 Woman, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, I'm going to give you a little snippet. But you're going to have to get the book in order to yes. to find out the rest. I, My mother raised me to say that if you're going to have sex, you need to be married. So I married multiple times. Not because I knew better, but because that's what I was taught. So I show what I want to be emulated in my children and in your children because I believe that a person will do what they see you do more so than what they say, what they what you say to them. You can yeah. say anything. And so in understanding that, I realized, Tracy, you've got to stop getting married so much because the uh-huh. common denominator is you. Uh-huh. And so when I publicized and said, I just woke up and I could hardly sleep because I'm getting married today, a lot of people were like, really? She getting married again? <laughs> she getting married again? Uh, who's she getting married to now? What's she doing? Uh-huh. Half the people were like, I thought she was still with her ex. Or I thought she was still with him. Or I didn't even know who who is she with now. You know, so all of those different right. assumptions took place 
Even my ex called me and said, what are you doing? You got people calling me, you know, because those, right, because those who know me knew what I was doing. Right, right. Those who don't were assuming. And so it was very intentional. And I I tell you, it was so funny because, you know, I've hosted the Bold and Brave um, brunches, the conferences, and things like that under Igniting the Fire, and people have known, you know, of me, and, and they they joked around, and I had the inboxes, well, who are you marrying, or what's going on, and how are you doing this? And, and I said, don't worry about it. We just want to share it online with the world. And so people mm-hmm. called, and then, oh, then I even said, oh, I'm marrying my best friend. So everybody called my best friend. Oh. <laughs> so your, your you best friend's a guy. Yes. Oh, you and Tracy okay. finally getting married. You guys have been friends for 20 years. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I called him and I said, hey, have you gotten the messages? He said, yes. I said, you never called me and told me. He said, I'm not worried about it because I know you. Mm. And that just really hit me because I said, he does know me. He knows that if it was somebody that interesting in my life that I would marry, he would know. Right. He also knows that I am an out the box thinker and I know how to make a point. Hmm. And so he okay. said, Well, I will be at the wedding. And it was it was dynamic because for those who haven't seen the video, I was fully dressed in a wedding dress. And I came down the stairs and everything had the little had my four year old say that the bride was coming, had my 13-year-old singing. You know, it was ready. I mean, we had a ball. We even had cake and punch. We were good to go. And so we reenacted this wedding on social media. And I tell you, I have never had over 350 people on one setting, and then it got disconnected. It was hilarious. And so I'm going live. Yes. And so I'm going live. And and we got – interject uh guys guys no if you guys are connected with the show um if you're connected with the show on facebook the page is to find you radio proverb 31 woman i did post a video there it's also on latracy's uh social media i just want to throw that out there and one question yes yes go ahead did you buy did you buy a dress I've been married four times. I had that dress in the closet. Okay, so you had. <laughs> that was like my number one question. That's all. That's, that had, was my number one you know, question. That just happened to be the dress that I could fit that day, and it was a little tight on me, anyways. But it, you know, that just happened to be the dress that I could fit. That's why my ex was so mad. Like, why are you wearing my dress? Um, but it really, <laughs> it was a symbolism. Because God told me to marry the brands. He said, you are still teaching the same thing that you taught in Proverbs 31 Woman as you are in Igniting the Fire. But people don't want to hear the word of God dressed up as the Bible. They will take the word of God if you tell them, you know what, you shouldn't kill that brother. You shouldn't kill that sister. You shouldn't steal. They'll take it from me. But if I tell them, go to the Bible and Moses said, and these commandments, then they're like, nah, bump that. I don't want to hear it. Right. So I'm grateful 
that the call that is on my life is in the marketplace. I'm grateful that I can teach and preach and live the word of God in a weird way, in an out-the-box way, because that's what's needed mm-hmm. these days. Yes. I I can display the love of God even when I can't stand you. And I'll tell you, you know, mm. I can't stand you today, but I'm going to love on you because God has commanded me to love on you. It may not be easy, but it's going to be possible, and I'm going to do it. Mm. I'm a giver. Not a lot of people give to me, but I realize that it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. And I truly walk by never having any lack. God, you said, you said you're going to take care of me. So I live by that, and I teach that, and I and I and I speak on that on social media. And so when I married the brand, people were like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. She really getting married. Well, no, not huh. really. But but it was intentional. And I was so serious because there are so many people that are out here hurting. They're hurting publicly on social media. They're hurting in their homes. And many of them are not going to go to the church because church hurt is real. Hmm. But they also need God, and they desire God. But as a coach, and I know you can attest to this, many people don't even know what they need. Right. They know what they want, but they don't know what they need. I want to make some money, but they don't know that they need to know how to budget so that they can sustain the money that they have. You know. Right. So so I am excited uh, that that caught the attention and it, it went viral and and I'm like, this this is it, because it was needed. It was needed. I mean, even my four-year-old said, Mommy, why are we getting married and we don't have rings? Mommy, why are we getting <laughs> married and there's no husband? You know, so she asked the hmm. question. But, but I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to come out the box uh, in this non-traditional way, because you can't say you've seen it done anywhere else. And the fact right. is is that people understand that when you marry something, you become one with it. Yes. And you have similar characteristics. Yes. I mean, yes. If, you, <laughs> if you pay attention to the people that you hang around, they have similar characteristics to you. Mm-hmm. That is that's so. true. That's true. I wanted to... Uh, number one, any anything that's like out the box and, and catches attention and it's very intentional, I love that because I think we get so numb from seeing the same things, the same, you know, every, it's just like the same. So people lose their, their purpose or, or their intentions could be good, but when you are – doing the same thing, it gets lost in the message because nobody's seeing it because it's the same. And so when you mm-hmm. get the video, and I, I rarely, you know, every now and then I'll catch a, a Facebook Live, I'll watch a video, but, you know, um, when you did the video, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool, you know. So I want, I know my feelings about the video. Like I said, my one of my number one questions and um, audience, 
if you guys have any questions or comments for Miss LaTracy, just press one on your line and we'll get you on Define You Radio. Uh, my number one question I said from the moment was, did you buy the dress? That was like my number <laughs> one question. But that that was, you know, that was my question. But how has the feedback been from the video? <laughs> I have some colleagues who walked up to me, because I did it over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And they walked up to me, and as soon as they walked up to me, they gave me a high five. They congratulated me. They, you know, some of them said, you are just crazy as ever. Um, but they get it, and that they're grateful right. that they can call me friend. And I'm like, what? I mean, and one guy even said, you know what, I saw God all in that. And I was like, that's mm. good. I'm glad that you did. He said, "He said I would go to church and church was like that all the time. And I said, well, you have to understand a lot of people, they need that. They need that. Right. And, and they don't get that. And because they don't get it, they're lost. And he, mm-hmm. said, but I, he said, but I understand now. I said, what do you understand? Because I wanted to know what he understood. And he said, I understand that you can't always do things the same way everybody else does. Yeah. He said, and to be honest, he said, because you are who you are, I would buy your books and I would listen to you because I realize that you think and you say some of the very things that go through my head, but I'm afraid to say. Okay. That was new. I didn't expect that one. But, see, I have teenagers. I have two 17-year-olds, a 13-year-old, and a 4-year-old. So imagine their thoughts of your mama crazy. Who your mama marrying? Because because they were all on Snapchat. They were ready. Right. They were on Snapchat, and they were saying, well, my mama's getting ready to get married this afternoon. They were like, wait a minute, who's your mama marrying? What's who is? What is this about? And it was funny to them, but once they all saw it and the kids saw it, the kids were like, yeah, that's why we love Miss Tracy, (laughs) you know. And so the feedback was amazing. Um, It it was, it crossed cultural barriers. It crossed the domination. Um, It was, it was dynamic. And I'm, I'm grateful that God used me in that because I can honestly say, because of that, doors have been open, uh, right? And people are seeing that you can still have a relationship with God, even though you may not go to church. You have to, you have to right. know Him for yourself. And I'm not an advocate to say don't go to church. Find somewhere that uh-huh. fits you. Find somewhere that supports you and that has your back. You have to do it for you. Some people are just e-church members where they're just going to look online. Right. I understand that. There are other people who are in church seven days a week. I understand that too. But you just have to know what works for you and walk in that. And focus on the the relationship because a lot of Mm -hmm. people, hmm, some of the most questionable people I know, go to church regularly. Mm-hmm. But 
and I and I say that to say, but they don't have the relationship part down. They have the formalities. They have that outside right. looking in, look good on Sunday. You know, I'm leaving out to go to church. They got that part down, but the relationship part down. And when it comes to showing the God in you versus telling the telling the world the God outside of you, they still have some work to do on that. Mm-hmm. From you know my my experience dealing with different people, and I do believe that that's. People get so disheartened because especially if you grow up in, I call it like an old southern church, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. my my family is, you know, of course, from Louisiana. And the church, um, when we visited from California, the church that we went to was the same church my great-grandfather went to. And I believe he was one of the founding you know, pastors (laughs) of the church. Yeah, he was, I mean, his picture up you know, his pawpaw picture in the church, you know, and he's been gone a long time. So it's one of the, it's very one of those old school churches. Um, and the the problem with, with some churches is that people don't feel welcomed. Right. People don't feel welcomed because I may not have that look of uh, the formality of, you know, church. I may not have my dress on and my hat and gloves. You know how, like, back in the day, that's how they used to mm-hmm. used to do it with, you know, your grandmother had your peppermints and everything else to make it, you know, very <laughs> old school. And it, it's a new day. And people talk all the time about raising their kids in in the world today. And, and, you know, kids today, kids today, but we raised the, the kids today. So we, we and, you know, it's something, you know, you're sending a message to them if mama pulling them to church on Sundays, but, you know, mama also getting barely getting up on Sunday because she was hanging with whoever doing whatever Saturday. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the, leaving out the church parking lot, mama then cut one woman off and, you know, maybe gave her a bird or two. So what messages, you know, are we sending the, the kids, you know? So when we Everybody talk about raising a proverb, right, when we talk about the book, raising a proverb 31 woman and the principle behind it, like how do you, how, what would you recommend that people do, of course, get the book, but, uh, when it comes to raising raising their kids, their children, uh, the people they mentor the right way. Be who you desire them to be. Hmm. How many times have you seen someone run a red light and tell you, you're not supposed to do that? Really? I'm guilty. But you just did it. <laughs> right. But you just did it. Or you're right. texting and driving, and you're the biggest advocate for not texting and driving. Yeah. Hmm. These are things that are real. And and I can't – and let me speak for myself because I need to help somebody out there. I can't okay. tell my children – I have three daughters and a son. I can't tell my children – that it is okay for them to uh, be celibate if they see me having sex, right? Mm. 
I can't tell my children that it's okay for them to to uh, have a relationship with God if they never see me pray or never see me read the Word. Sure. They have to emulate what they see. My children know that I I am a I'm a very big advocate for education. But being an advocate for education means that I not only have to work in education, I have to have some sort of education myself. Right. I can't require that they graduate from high school if I never did so myself. Hmm. Those things, you know, and and I do. I have two masters, but I realized that it was a struggle to go through school. Right. It was a struggle. So I realized the strengths, but I have to practice what I preach. My kids know that I have been through some church hurt, grew up and through the state of Mississippi. And I've only been hmm. here six and a half years. But being here, they've also realized Mama has kept her prayer life. Mama has kept her word. Mama has kept her relationship with the Lord regardless of who or what has been said. They realize that no matter what anybody else says, Mama's still going to do what she has to do to make sure that we have our needs met. So know that no matter what I say, whether I have a good day or a bad day, if I don't want them to repeat it, I better not say it. Hmm. Because I know last week I slipped up. I was mad. I was angry. I wasn't feeling good. My head was hurting. And the baby was acting out. And when she was acting out, I turned around and I said, why are you acting stupid? Had mm. never said that before. Never. Wow. But it slipped and it came out. And she said, Mama, we don't say that word. Mm. And when she, when she said it, it quickened in my spirit because I thought about it. We don't say that word. Right. And that's a very hurtful word. So why would I teach her or show her how to be as a young woman coming up and doing something that I wouldn't appreciate being done to me. Mm. So that is my, that's my wisdom for those who are raising a Proverbs 31 woman because it's essential. They need to know whoever they see on social media, whoever they see out in public, whoever they see at work, whoever they see at church is all the same person and not someone wearing multiple yeah. masks. Mm, say that one more time. <laughs> that, I mean, that, I, that, that is it. Yes. I mean, I have students, at, I, I teach elementary school, and I have students who have Googled me, and they say, oh, Miss Tracy, hmm. you know, you're the same woman that I met. I mean, the same woman that's at this school right now is the same woman I see at the grocery store. It's the same woman I see on these videos while you're speaking across the country. All of that. And I'm like, yep, I'm the same woman. I will beat you up whether we are at the school, in the street, where right. <laughs> if you get disrespectful. And they're like, but we love you because we know that you're going to be the same across the board and you're going to show us love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I am a firm mm. believer in knowing that you have to do what you want them to do. I have a 13-year-old right now, and many people who do not know uh, this, I sing and have sang for years. But when my child began to enjoy singing, 
I bowed out gracefully because I want to raise her up. I don't want the focus hmm. to be on me. Right. And I did that because it was intentional. And I have always told her, baby, just sing, even on, even on days where I can't stand to hear the noise. But she sings every day, all day, in the shower, out the shower, in the room, in the kitchen, laundry room, everything. She and she's singing, and I've always told her it's nothing you can't do, even when your mama tired. It's nothing that you cannot do. She's like, yes, ma'am, I can do anything I set my mind to doing, and I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Yes, that's it. This baby not only listened to what I said, but she also emulated what she has seen her mother do. I hosted an international conference in little bitty Biloxi, Mississippi, two years ago, and I didn't even have a dime when God told me to do it. But I did it. I have moved into houses on straight faith, but I cannot expect my children to have faith if I don't have it or if I'm not showing it to them. My 13-year-old right now is preparing to go to America's Got Talent because she realized yeah. my mommy said I could do anything. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I've met some of your you children. Met I've met your, yes. your daughters. Mm-hmm. I've met your daughters. Um, yeah, and they yes, are I think awesome. My son was the only one you haven't met. Haven't met, Right. And mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, when people with, with my son who's 19, and they'll say, you know, he's such a good example, he's such a good kid, and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I know, and that's when you when you know that you poured correctly, and and you. And along the way, you know, you learn your parenting lessons and you correct and you do. But uh, I tell people Cameron is is confident to do everything that he does and respectful because I I taught him that. I poured those things into that. I mean, Cameron is very much a southern gentleman. He, I mean, Mm -hmm. you bet not touch a door in in his presence. And it started from soon as he had enough strength. He was, I don't know, maybe like three, four, you know, as soon as he was able to open doors, I haven't opened a door since. And I, I would, and how I taught him, I would just stand there. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, Ma, you know, and I say, I'm waiting on you. I say, a lady never touches the door when a man's in, in their presence. And he's, I mean, he does it with my bonus daughter, you know, with the way he, it's, it's, it's evident the the fruit is evident of the tree, and we like running down on time. We got like nine minutes left, and I just wanted to to see what what do you have going on next? How can people find you? And you know all of all of the all of the above. What you got coming yeah. up? Hey. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am giving. People, both men and women, the opportunity to become a co-author in the next incoming book called Journey to Igniting. That information can be found on my website at www.purposefulpublishing.org. And I am looking forward to that because this next book project will be going on tour this summer, which will be preparing us for the Igniting the Fire 
retreat in April and the conference in October. So we have a lot going on, and I am excited. Uh, We have the tickets available right now. So it's like back to back to back to back. So our event starts in March. So we have an event in, in Mobile. We have an event in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We have two events in Atlanta. We will be on the go in 2017. So if you are not connected to me, you can go ahead and text the word igniting to 66866 and follow the prompts, and you can stay connected to us and see what we have going on and how we are blazing in the marketplace and how you can be a part of that. So I would love to have you be a part of the the next anthology because there are so many different opportunities available for you. Uh, I believe in empowering people. So that's who I am and what we have going on right now. Oh, website, again, is PurposefulPublishing.org, and uh, we look forward to serving you. Yay. And, guys, if you guys are connected with the show on Facebook, the page is Define You Radio, Proverbs 31 Woman. And I did post the website, and I want you to quickly repeat the texting information so I could post yes. it on the on Facebook also. Text the word igniting to 66866. Got it. You are just taking the world by storm. And I I love to see you. You know, a lot of times people will say uh, walking in their purpose. You're running mm-hmm. in it. You're running. <laughs> you, you have your those track shoes on, tennis shoes on, um, and and running with it. And and I love I love that you're excited about it, and you are changing the world. And I wanted to say, you know, welcome to the Define You Radio family. Yay! And, uh, yay! Thank you. <laughs> And I thank you so much, Miss Latracy. Uh, the book, they could go to that website also to purchase the book, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. It is available so, on guys, the website. Make sure you guys connect with the with the website. Uh, I put it on the Facebook page. I'll make sure all the information is posted in the show notes. So if you're listening to it online, it will be there and available to you also. With that being said, I just want to thank you again, Mr. Tracy Copeland Hughes. It has been a wonderful hour. Guys, class is over. Thank you so much for joining us. And make sure you catch Healing You this Sunday at 7 p.m. Central. And as you go forward into your week, remember only you can define you. Have a great evening.